Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode three of Transformers Energon. It is Scorponok. This episode was written by Shoji Tanaki. And the last time on Transformers Energon, the Terracons approached Earth-forcing Optimus and his team to venture to the moon and investigate. And in this episode, Scorponok is awoken by the Quinn... Who's calling you in the middle of the show? Determine. Why did you give Herman your number? Why do we do a lot of things, John? Hey, Herman. Hey, Jackass. Shut up. Listen, Steve and I are headed to Atlantic City for a bender. Say hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Shut up. Listen, I used your credit card to get that Scorponok, so now you two fuckfaces have to return it. How did you get my credit card? I stole it, you jackass! Where's the Scorponok, then? On the back of the truck I rented! Hey, you should ask him where the truck is. Oh yeah, good idea. Where's the truck? On its way to Atlantic City! <laughs> Hang up now! <laughs> Alright, then. I guess we're headed to Atlantic City? Yeah, whatever. Um, yes, yeah, Scorponok, it's Scorponok, they name him, and he's on the Quintesson ship, and I'm gonna say this, Paul, it's a cool-looking ship. Oh, yeah, it even kind of looks like Unicron. At the f- First, kinda I thought, holy does. shit, it's Unicron. They got him fixed up, the, the front of it, because you just see those, like, the two claw-like things coming first. Then you see that big eye, mouth, whatever the hell it is, but then it, you see it's this long, cylindrical ship. But the eye-mouth thing at the front, like that glowing light, is like, uh, it's off-gassing something, and it looks, it's like creating a mist cloud. It's just a creepy-looking ship. Yeah. And then... Tidal Wave. Yep, the Terracons have brought Tidal Wave to this ship because Alpha Q with Thrust's voice is what I have it down as. But we find out, we find out later this is Scorponok's voice. It's the mm-hmm, same voice mm-hmm. actor as uh, Thrust from Armada. He requires Tidal Wave services. And then we go to Carlos in a space station above Mars Cybertron. See, this is where I've said before, like, is this... Are they monitoring it or was it already attacked or is it under attack? Anyway, he's searching for Cyclonus and Tidal Wave. Not that he really cares or anything. Yeah, he even says that. But what if I can't find them? Eh, I really don't care. But then he detects a comet, which just as quickly disappears. Yeah, that's got to be Alpha Q's ship. But uh, we then go to Optimus and he orders strike forces sent to the very cleverly named Desert City, Plain City, <laughs> and Ocean City, which are located in a desert on planes, and in the ocean. Yeah, they were up all night coming up with names for those things, and then Inferno tells him Mars Station saw a comet, but it's gone now. Uh, yeah, so Optimus is like, oh, okay, bye, and he goes to walk away, and Ironhide Ironhide protests about working with Kicker because <laughs> that's what they do, and Optimus scolds him. Uh, then we go to Mika, who's, I guess, still talking to Kicker on the phone? Yep, because he's still trying to convince her to leave whatever mining operation she's at. We're going to find out it's the desert one. But she's like, well, that's all right. Hotshot's on his way. I'll be fine once he gets here. <laughs> yeah. And then Kicker goes into his humans don't need Transformers. Wah, 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 wah. Um, but anyway, we so we go back to Scorponok, and he's, I guess he shows Tidal Wave an image of Galvatron dead? Yeah. And did you notice, like, it, it seemed like Scorponok is this huge, huge, huge thing. He's half the size of Tidal Wave. So is he just the size of a normal Transformer? Maybe. No, he's not the size of a normal Transformer, but Tidal Wave size is very... um, They don't mess with it in this series, or at least not yet, like they did in Armada. He is 
big when we see him next to Autobots. Well, maybe that's what it is, yeah. But yeah, Scarponok's like, my superior has need of your services, and it's someone you know well, and he tidal wave assumes, oh, you must mean Megatron. Yeah, I think the keyword you said there was assumes. I think they're playing tidal wave. Well, that's what I thought too, yeah. So then we go to Hotshot, and he arrives at Desert City, and he has a heart-to-heart with Mika. They seem to have some kind of past, because they're they're talking like old friends. <laughs> and she kind of griped, you know, Kicker's a bit of an asshole, and she's not wrong. But then we just <laughs> yeah. cut, cut to Kicker being like, how dare she have her own life? How dare she make her own choices? Man! And th- this made me laugh right here, because Demolisher comes around the corner and sees what the commotion is about. He's like, that kid might want to eat more fiber. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow eye beans, kicker, nine grams of fiber, eight grams of protein, one gram of fat, no sugar. All right. We then go to Hotshot, kind of bringing the Autobots in Desert City. Uh, By the way, none of them have a name. They're just just nobodies. They're they're here to die, let's be honest. But um, (laughs) he brings them up to speed. And I'm just going to say, Brent Miller's performance as Hotshot is flat. Like, yeah. he's just, he's not given anything. He at least had this vigor in Armada, but now he's like, the uh, the Terracons are coming from Mars. We have to be ready. Like, there's just no anything in his voice. Our priority is to protect the humans. And <laughs> Yeah. But uh, now at a ruined castle on the other side of a Bob Ross painting, I guess this is Plain City, <laughs> Jetfire tells the Autobots they're essentially the same thing, but then Inferno gets on the screen because here come the Terracons, so naturally they raise Ocean City up to make it easier for them to be attacked. Yeah, again, why? Which is uh, whatever. Um, and sorry, so Ocean City is also what they were calling Cybertron City at the beginning, right? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, Kicker knows the Terracons are coming for Mika because I don't think his hair glows, but he just knows this time. And somebody's like, how do you know? He's like, there's no time. Come on. And he runs off. I can't stand that. Like, it will take you four seconds to explain it and then run off. Well, exactly. He just runs off and tells Perceptor is standing there. He tells Shershock, who is now the torso of Perceptor. Wasn't Grindor the torso last time? But anyway... Shershock separates from Perceptor, just the other two standing there. But uh, now he's a four-wheeler instead of a scooter, and he transforms, and they're out of here. Yeah, and then Optimus tells Ironhide, go follow him, so of course. And then um, the Autobots, uh, the, they're all going to leave again, and Strongarm and Sky, Skyblast come out, and they've got, like, here's our new weapons, and these ones, are, <laughs> they're Axis maids of Energons. Uh, they, but they don't last long, and... They're, again, going to be about as pointless as those poker chips they had last episode. Yeah, and Kicker's getting impatient waiting, and Ironhide is getting impatient with Kicker being impatient, and then Optimus (laughs) tells him to transform and be ready to leave as soon as the Sky Bridge opens. Like, Space Bridge? Sky Bridge? Oh, boy. They're renaming everything. Yeah, they really are. Um, Anyway, uh, we have Tidal Wave and the Terracons. They attack Desert City. They're going to bring Bankatron back to live commercial break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, it's game time. Both sides start blasting, and the generic Autobots we saw before actually get destroyed. Yeah, there's a shot of Hot Shot kind of in the mid-frame, and, like, Tidal Wave lay in... Holy shit, Tidal Wave's attack is just a barrage of laser fire. Oh, yeah. He is a walking wall of cannons. Um, But you see Hot Shot kind of mid-frame, and this transformer, unnamed transformer hand just like slams down to the ground. It doesn't move. And yeah. on hot shot at that point, it doesn't say save him, says fall back. Yep. Get back inside to get some cover, boys. 
But uh, now Scorponok's mm-hmm. here, too, and apparently he can fly in robot mode, which is fine. Which sure. is fine. We've established it. He can fly. And, yeah, the Autobots fall back, and more of them are destroyed by Tidal Wave as he and the Terracons advance. Yeah, this battle is just chaos. I mean, it's all moving in one way. The Autobots are just falling back, and the Decepticons and Terracons are a force to be reckoned with. But it is absolute chaos on the ground. Mm-hmm. And inside this place, Mika can feel... Basically, the building's starting to shake, and another scientist is like, ah, don't worry, they're only here for the Energon, not us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Decepticons historically leave humans alone and don't fuck with us, right? Well, she reminds him, look, um, they need in- refined Energon, which is what we do here, so yes, they are in fact here for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, we go back, the Voltronicons can't, um, no, wait, what happened, they find Energon, what did my notes say? They find Energon... And eat it just as Optimus and his crew warp in. That doesn't make sense, John. Anyway, Optimus and his crew warp in. Yeah, but uh, they space bridge to the base just as Hotshot takes one more blast. He goes down. And Optimus tells Ironhide, all right, take the lead and get to Hotshot. And then they all head in with Ironhide bringing up the rear. Yeah, okay. and it's kind of neat. They're, I do like them just plowing through Terracons and knocking them out. It's very Optimus Prime to just be in vehicle mode and just smash through a wall of enemies. Um, but they go inside. Oh, no, no, no. Um yeah, like you said, Optimus tells uh, Ironhide to head in, and then he faces Tidal Wave, and there's a shot of Optimus, like, jumping up towards the camera through the smoke, but we never see the impact, and I would love to see Optimus Prime go toe-to-toe with Tidal Wave. Yeah, just punch him out, because, you know, that high above the center of gravity, you'd probably knock him down, but... Known if he'd stay oh, down, but great fall too. Yeah, they start blasting at each other, but now Scorponok is here and he introduces himself to Optimus and he commands Tidal Wave to destroy him. Well, what do you think he was trying to do before? <laughs> Really? Oh, and there's also a bit, because Tidal Wave has been saying Megatron, so Optimus is now aware of that. Uh, but we go to back to Kicker and Ironhide, and they're inside. They find Hotshot, who's like, don't mess, wait, waste your time with me. Go save Mika and the humans. And Ironhide is like, I get that he's like the, I want to save the team, sir. But it's he's like belligerent at this point. Because uh, Hotshot's like, hey, go save the humans. He's like, no, I should save you. He's like, I don't need help. Go save the humans. Yeah, but shouldn't I stay here with you? No, go say, like, he has to tell him four or five times. He actually actually pulled rank on him. Like, yeah. that's an order, soldier. Get going. Uh, like, you, if you want to be a part of the team, you ding dong, follow orders. Anyway, um, so we then we go and we follow them down. And he uses, I don't even know what his Energon thing does. <laughs> well, it's his He, like, pulls it out and it's gone. That he, yes. Well, I have it down. It's like in Skyrim when you first start enchanting things where the weapon has, like, two charges because he just pulls the thing out swings it once and gone yeah i feel like this is them trying to write uh like more toy like buy all the energon attachments buy the new axe battle set for your (laughs) anyway um so yeah some stuff happens they all escape the lab uh mika and the uh, omnicons and everybody um and then we go back to Tidal Wave and Optimus, and Tidal Wave will not listen to anything. He's just singularly minded of raising Megatron from the dead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and can I just say, it's weird that he says Megatron and not Galvatron? Yeah, exactly. But uh, Scorponok tells the Terracons to work faster because they need all the Energon they can get to revive Megatron. Even he says that. And now I'm starting to wonder if that really is why he's here. And he's not just using that as an excuse to get Tidal Wave's help, or are the Quintessons also playing him? Oh, that would be... I mean, knowing Quintessons, I mean, Quintessons play everybody. Uh, So 
Ironhide, yeah, Scorponok gets in front of all the, the kids and the, all the uh, Transformers that are escaping. Ironhide charges him, just gets knocked aside. <laughs> There's such a dumb moment here where he charges Scorponok, Scorponok picks him up, starts zapping him, and uh, Kicker's like, hey, Ironhide, use your Energon thing toy. And he's like, no, this one's for Hotshot. I can't use it. I'm just going to sit here and die. <laughs> But Kicker's like, it's our only chance. And Scorponok just tosses him and the Terracons start moving in. But Strongarm does blast the inner, what was they called? An Energon star Energon over to star, Ironhide, yeah. who transforms it into the axe again. And this time it does have enough gas to lay all the Terracons out. But here's my question. Why was Kicker saying you've got to use it right now? Scorponok just tossed him aside anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't use it to save himself from Scorponok. This is, th- these things are so forced and so pointless to the story I can't help but think there it has something to do with selling toys. Yeah, but speaking of selling toys, Scorponok transforms to robot mode. Let's all see that and tells Tidal Wave that that's enough for one day. We have what we came for. And then he transforms again into a starship and flies off. Yeah. <laughs> and this is so Armada. You know how, how many episodes of Armada ended with like the fight, the fight, the fight is going on. And then somebody says, oh, found a minicon. Let's go. Bye. And the Decepticons warp away. Yeah. This one is like, okay, we're fighting. We're fighting. Hey, we've got enough energon. Bye. And they're gone. Yep. The Terracons fly after Scorponok and back with Tidal Wave. He sees one of the little yellow energon stars that appear on the back of the uh, Terracons when they're eating energon. And he goes to pick that up. Just like last time with Ironhide, it zaps him. And then Ironhide yells at Kicker because they failed again. He says he's such a failure because I blew it all and I failed. Yeah, but then Optimus awards him with his combination spark for his valor in the battle that they he thinks they lost. And he's a full member of the team now. And what happened to Tidal Wave? Uh, who, who knows? Uh, I, here's the thing I do like. I really like this at the end of the episode is we go to Demolisher and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If Megatron could be awakened... Why am I working with the Autobots? Tidal Wave goes to pick up the Energon Star and it zaps him, which we saw before with Ironhide, is what happens when a Transformer other than a Terracon touches the stuff before it's refined. Which is fine. I mean, a cat can eat raw meat, but you can't, not without getting sick. Now, Tidal Wave is an idiot. It makes sense that he'd try and pick the thing up, except before he does, he says, Energon Star. He knows what it is. If Energon is the Transformer's source of energy, shouldn't they learn very early on that handling the shit before it's refined is dangerous, at least to Autobots and Deceptive? And if that's the case, shouldn't they know how to handle it safely and have the proper safety equipment to do it? I'm a human, my source of energy is food, and I've known for a very long time that there are some foods I can eat raw, like an apple or something, but other foods need to be prepared or cooked first. Experiment time. Go to the store and buy a pound of dried yellow eye beans, they're not expensive. Take one out of the bag and squeeze it as hard as you can. Step on it if you want. Use pliers if you want. The fucking thing is basically a rock. You try and eat that the way it is, you're going to break your teeth or choke. you got to soak them in water for a while and then boil them. But after that, it's 9 grams of fiber, 8 grams of protein, no sugar. That's better than any cereal on the shelf. They're vegan. They're even gluten-free. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, Scorponok, the reveal of the big guy. Paul, what would you think of Scorponok? Uh, of the character or of the episode, the character uh, i hope it's just not gonna be thrust all over again it's the same voice actor but i'm wondering is that is one point or they I, I don't know but alpha q is he just playing scorponok the same way he's trying to get scorponok to play 
tidal wave or really are they so. legitimately trying to bring back megatron yeah i really hope he is i hope there are layers of deception amongst the autobot or amongst the decepticons and the terracons um the battle i, I know i said it in the show that battle when optimus and team arrived at desert city and just started plowing through everybody and also before tidal wave sheer presence like i I forget what episode it was in Armada, but he got introduced and it was like his size just kept changing. At one point, he was only twice the height of Hotshot. Yeah, there was no consistency. So it was really nice seeing him just be this imposing wall of laser fire. I really like that. So I'm wondering now, is he like, is he ever coming back to the alliance? I put that in quotes between the Autobots and Decepticons, or is he now you know, in Scorponok's camp from this point on, I wonder. Or does he, is he going to be one of those Transformers that every once in a while, there's one that just kind of walks away from all the factions and just has to go, you know, discover themselves. I think, I'm thinking like the Constructicons in uh, Animated. Um, it's kind of Starscream to a point in Prime, but there's yeah. been, there's been Autobots and Decepticons who have just like said, I don't want to be involved. Well, just like the ending where you were Demolisher standing outside watching the sun and just like if Megatron can be revived, what if it's him that's like, I can't stay here, but I got to find out whether or not this is true. And he does goes off and does his own thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I've I've done this before, fallen in this trap before of, of watching the first few episodes and think, wow, there's so much potential for character. I'm so excited and then get disappointed. But there is so much potential for character and I am so excited. <laughs> Well, one thing they didn't do, there's a point where Optimus tells Ironhide transform and Kicker is with them riding on Shershock. And I thought they missed something here. Well, what if Shershock could transform into kind of like a, an exosuit that would surround Kicker while he's wearing his armor, like kind of like Cyclone armor and Robotech? That would have been kind of neat to see. Or like um, basically like Daniel's uh, robo suit in the movie. Yeah, the one that breaks your arms and legs. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Megatron's Sword. If you want to learn some other S words, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey and Paul is at P. McPherson one And you can contact the show via email through TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at TransformersNitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. Shimmertop. It starts with a bloody end. That kid might want to eat more fiber.